Accessing library computer data. Out there, there are no saints. Just people. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Deep Space Nine. It's been a while. This is the first Deep Space Nine, I think, that I've been recording since Discovery started. If you're unaware, uh, we're splitting time between Discovery, the new Star Trek show, and Deep Space Nine. But anyway, we're up to episode 12 of season one of Deep Space Nine. It's called Vortex. Written by Sam Rolfe, directed by Weinrich Colby, aired back on April 18th, 1993. In this episode, a fugitive from the Gamma Quadrant attempts to trade evidence about Odo's people for freedom. We're joined by Modi to talk about this one. Modi, how are you? I am great. It's been a while. Excited to be back. Yeah, it has we, been. We, we, we had to... Uh, we did a little bit of um, reconnaissance before we started recording, trying to figure out when the last episode you did. And it was actually like episodes three and four of Deep Space Nine. We haven't actually made it that far, but we're advancing through season one. So you're back for your sort of second um, recording session anyway to talk about Deep Space Nine. But have you been watching um, Discovery? I've watched everything except for the very last episode that Eric says out of town. But okay. other, other than that, I watched the first three then. Do you want to give quick thoughts about it, and then we'll lead that oh, into boy. the Deep Space Nine discussion? Uh, I really liked the, the the first two episodes, and the second one was not as good. I think that pretty much agrees with what you were saying on on the podcast. Uh, and again, the third one, I don't know. I, I saw some of your tweets on it. I'm like a little nervous watching it now. Oh, right. Really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it could be good. I think I think I think if 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 it finds its way, it'll be good. I think it can be good. I think it's a good setup, and I think it has good actors in it. And I think that I don't know. It's it's. I don't expect it to be. I don't want it to be Star Trek necessarily. I don't really care if it's Star Trek or not. I just want it to be good. Sure. And uh, sometimes it's just not. Right. And yeah. I was gonna mention this to you. Like it, it. It seems to play out more if I think of it in the terms of Mass Effect than I do with Star Trek, actually. Sure. If it, work, it works very nicely within the Mass Effect universe than it does compared to the Star Trek universe. So it um, just the be... way the, set, the sets look, the way the way the, the costumes look, uh, everything's very... And the way the, the drama works in that game, uh, it, it it's very much that, it seems gotcha. like. Gotcha. Yeah, that, I think that... taking a cue from that. That makes sense. I think that... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll sort of get into it. I, I brought it up mostly as a way to, um, like I started at the top of the episode, saying that this is my first Deep Space Nine episode coming back into it. I had a little bit of a backlog recorded before it, but this is the only one that I've watched since. Um, it's a big transition, I'm sure. It coming is a, back from this is, to that. <laughs> I think that, well, I'll, I'll just say it briefly that um, I don't know if, you know, it, Deep Space Nine feels like a old glove or something kind of like it, it has the and i didn't even really know that i wanted that out of star trek but i i i sort of wonder we'll, we'll get into it i'm going to play an audio clip me and modi are going to come back and we're going to talk about vortex i'm sorry if i made things awkward i didn't have much choice why not my needs exceed my skills now if i had his talents I would have no problems at all. I've never heard of a changeling with such versatility. A what? A changeling like you. You've heard of other shapeshifters in the Gamma Quadrant. 
Haven't they come through the wormhole yet, I assumed, when I saw you? It's a lie. He heard me talking in the bar to Quark. Well, maybe I dissemble a little. Lie is a hard word. But shapeshifters are harsh in their judgments. Feed me. And maybe I'll tell you where I met someone just like you. So, Modi, as we get into this, Vortex is a Odo character study, um, essentially. It's it's a continuing in the lines of examining all of these new characters that we've uh, been dealt for this first season of Deep Space Nine. We're getting a, a chance to look into what makes Odo tick. We know that Odo is a mysterious character who doesn't know where he came from. He doesn't know if there are others of his kind out there. So we're going to get a an episode where he meets an alien who gives him a shape-shifting necklace and says that he sees other shapeshifters out there in the universe. <laughs> Odo should go out and check it out. And I wanted to bring it up for Discovery because my main criticism of Discovery, I don't want to turn this into a Discovery thing, but my main criticism of Discovery is there hasn't been a character episode quite like this one. Not to say that this is a great episode Not of the yet, show or anything. Anyways, but... Not yet, but I feel that I feel Discovery is like calling out for a character episode like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one the big difference in, like, how the shows look and feel, there's the scenes of characters in Deep Space Nine where they're just characters talking to each other are so plentiful, and it's, like, 90% of the show <laughs> in a lot of ways. And Discovery doesn't really do that. It doesn't have characters talking to each other. I, I feel like it's something they kind of miss about it. But anyway, would you... It um, just feels like characters shouting at each other almost, is what it feels like comparatively. Because like, it moves so quick compared to to this this show. It does, like, yeah. Because they, they cram a lot into an episode of Discovery. Um, and yeah, this, this, this moves a lot slower. It, it's got those scenes of just conversation and character building even for characters we already know right and uh discovery could definitely use some of that i think yeah it's um a good good character building and good dialogue and that kind of thing maybe right i i i don't think this episode is any great shakes or anything but it, it like it no it's really, not it was really startling <laughs> to me how how much they were really going to go into the character of odo and how how far of deep space Nine have you watched you you've only watched the first season right uh yeah i've watched about the first like four episodes of season two, I think, as far as I've gotten. Do you know anything about what happens in Deep Space Nine? Like, do you do you uh, know the sort no. of overarching? Okay, so you don't know no, don't. the Odo storyline or anything like that. No, um, no, I don't. Nope. So before we, I ask you what you thought about Vortex. I will say that I think Vortex is an episode that would be viewed very differently by people who were unfamiliar with the series and people who are familiar with the series. Um. I think you might view it more positively if you're familiar and you sort of know where things go from here. And I think you might be a little bit bored by it if you are unfamiliar or you don't know where it's going to go. So so why don't you just tell me what you thought about the episode in general? Uh, I mean, in general, I, I did fall asleep like three times during it. I was very tired of my vacation, but uh, I did manage to like get to the end of the, the episode and be like oh wait i fell asleep during half of that piece so I'm rewind and rewatch that part <laughs> and then i rewound it rewatched what i missed and fell asleep again so i rewound that again and, and finished it out and, it, and i did enjoy it when i did stay awake for it but um yeah i don't know i i love the character of odo i think i think i think that they uh can do some interesting things with his his morality that he doesn't have to play by the rules of everyone else um and i, I do like that they explore that so much i don't know I just don't know why he gets conned by this guy. He seems way smarter than that. If he's that desperate to 
understand himself. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... But he gets very easily conned by a very bad con man. Do you, do you think it's a like, con, or do you think that it's a... Oh, yeah. Okay, so you, you think, he, well, I guess I kind of interpret a little bit of hostile intent on the con man's part. Do you think that this guy had... Like, because this guy's aims are ultimately kind of like a good cause he just needs to trick yeah, Odo i don't to... think i don't think it was nefarious i think he's just he's just doing and saying whatever he can using whatever tools are at his disposal and he sees he sees a mark sure and he, he sees a way in here and for some reason odo falls for it but he he doesn't he he plays him for sure like he doesn't know anything about the, the changelings. changelings yeah 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 i mean he like he said i think i think when he at the end when he says it's they're a legend among my people but that's all i know and that kind of thing. I think that's the truth. Yeah. And and he doesn't. He never actually met any. He doesn't know anything about it. The medallion, he, as he's pointed out, is not actually. Even though it is does have the changeling kind of characteristics and, and DNA in it, it doesn't actually have any significance to that. So he's he's on the level at the very end there, and is is real about that. But other than that, he doesn't know anything, and he's he's totally playing, just using anything he can to his disposal. It's just it's just classic like comedy kind of stuff going on here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that the. I think that this story is not particularly interesting or anything like that. Like there's no, there's no great shakes to the plot arc um, that goes on. I don't think that anything about the setup is particularly interesting outside of the, you know, it's yet another scene of Quirk up to no good and Odo sort of, um, you know, and those scenes are always great though. And those, those scenes between Quirk and Odo are always good. They are. So I don't mind that, but yeah, it's, it's kind of just the same. And then it just ends up in this place where, Odo gets this guy out. He reveals that his daughter's, you know, in the stasis chamber. Odo helps him, and then Odo lets him go at the very end. He has sort of he, com- he comes about to realize that he doesn't want to bring this guy into justice. And um, I guess he, he learns a little bit that the guy kind of did help him figure something out about himself. Um, what I will say in a roundabout way, yeah, yeah. What I will say is that when I was talking about like if you're familiar with the series, liking it a little bit more. Um, the the thing the thing about what happens here is that they do a very good job later of bringing Odo and the changelings to match with what this episode says about them. I, I think that's kind okay. of all I want to say about it. But like they the, the this doesn't feel like it's as much of a one off as I think people might feel if you're unfamiliar with the series. Mm. Like this is going to mean something kind of going forward. So. It has a it has an importance going forward. I just don't think that as a character study piece, I could see watching this episode being bored by it and then saying, well, he didn't really learn anything at the very end. Like he ended up basically not knowing anything about his people at all, because it seems like this guy might just be lying to him. Sure, he's got and this possibly necklace. more confused than before, even too, based right. on the yeah. things the guys told him. I mean, he might not even know even more than he did before he might know less than he did before even right exactly so i i I think the episode could be frustrating in that kind of a way um and i I don't think it's particularly riveting or anything like that i think that it actually it it brings up a lot of questions about odo to me in a way that i don't think is really a very good way to think about it such as um does his mass change when he shapeshifts? Like, how can he, how can <laughs> yeah, he change how that into work? a glass? Yeah, right. Should Ram have been able to pick up that table? And the other the other funny thing is that he can apparently get knocked out by a rock, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Nope. 
and he doesn't it, he, he doesn't like lose his jelly, form. If that's the case, right? He and also he gets shattered at one point and doesn't seem to mind at all. I kind of like that T T one thousand aspect of it. Um, I yeah. thought that, that's appropriate, but I didn't understand throwing the the glass or anything like that. So you you said that you liked the character of Odo. Did you think that this episode was it a step in the right direction, or did you just sort of end up frustrated by it? <sighs> Boy, I mean it it. <sighs> It made me not like him as much, actually, at the end, by the end of it, because I was, I was kind of, I was digging his, his kind of, his curmudgeonly, you know, uh, uh, what it was, I was going to say, like, a uh, lawful neutral kind of, kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but before, then after this, I, he, the fact that he got taken by this guy, and I don't know. I, I, I was starting to think about like, would Odo have helped this guy had he been straight with them and said, "Hey, I need help with my daughter who's stuck in cryostasis," and yada yada. I don't think Odo would have helped him looking at that way. But then at the end, the guy didn't really do anything to except further his own causes. Yeah. And so, but still, Odo decides to help him at the end because he sees he actually sees the humanity and or whatever that, that makes him decide to help him. Right. Just this poor sap basically that <laughs> wants to help out finally. But he wouldn't have done that had, you know, had it been just presented to him like as raw facts of, hey, my daughter's in trouble. I want to get her to safety. I don't care about myself, but I need to get her out of here. Uh, he wouldn't have helped, though, is the thing. No, he, he probably wouldn't. And it, it, I think it ties into the fact that the um, the are they called the Mirrodorn or whatever, the twins that are yeah. sort of the enemy twins. Yeah. They they feel completely detached from the story you know like they only exist to sort of give this dramatic chase scene at the end or not it's not even a chase scene it's just to give someone that's hunting odo um to like apply a little bit of pressure to him to move the plot forward and stuff like that it Um, seems like a very big uh development or or just a whole species arc basically between these two twins from this this what is it? Gamma Quadrant culture we've never heard of before. That they've invented all this story about twins being uh, symbiotic and um, very interesting stuff on its own right. That's just kind of thrown in here and thrown away, basically. It, it doesn't mean um, anything. He says like, no, "I need my twin to survive." Way too interesting for the story. And then he shows like, "There's no ill effects to the other twin who's left alive." It's yeah. not like he's dying or anything. He just seems to no. Be it's, he's, he's really sad, right? Well, he could have <laughs> just done that with a regular brother, though, couldn't you? Right. You could have. You don't. Need, you, don't <laughs> you didn't have to take twins that they're symbiotic for some reason. You could just yeah. It could just been a straight uh, a straight sort of vengeance story or something from his perspective. Yeah, I I, I think so. And like, the guy dies at the end anyway, so it doesn't really even even really mean anything at the end of it no it, it ends up not amounting to anything Odo straight up murders the guy anyways so the um there's that too the quark stuff at the very start did you feel that that's in character for quark uh his kind of i was trying to figure that out it seems like such a big screw up to trust rom with anything and it doesn't it doesn't unless my, my thought because i i think quark is smart and he doesn't make mistakes okay so things that look like mistakes are on purpose so like the fact that he, as soon as he gets done telling the, telling Odo that he doesn't know who this person is, immediately turns to Rom and say, "Get get 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 the glasses and get the get the get the fine the fine wine for me." Right. Um, in earshot of Odo, like it doesn't. I feel like that stuff shouldn't happen by accident. So he was trying to get Odo in the room because he, it furthers his agenda. Of his agenda here was stealing the thing. Because that's what he got the 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 other guy to come in and do. Right. That's why he had provided the gun, as Odo points out before. Um, 
that he had a Ferengi weapon. Yeah, Ferengi so he's tr- <laughs> he's trying to tip the scales in his favor one way or another. He's got a backup plan. He's got the original plan, and the chaos he can throw in with Odo being there is it works in his favor. And I feel like that's why he made the screw up because why would you trust Ron with any? He's so oblivious to everything. Why would you even bother talking to the guy? Right. He's, Why do you keep he, him around unless it furthers your ends? Yeah, I would say he's family, but they have that Ferengi uh, rule of acquisition about... They uh, really don't care about that. No, yeah. His business comes before family or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that he... Um, the the Quark stuff kind of felt a little bit... You know, it, a lot of the plot stuff here in service of trying to figure out the Odo character feels to me like it's just kind of, it's just being done because it needs to advance the plot in a lot of ways. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a solid story on that front. Um, oh yeah, I've read too much into it because I've, I don't want Quark to be screwing up as badly. Right. You, you need personally, to be a pers- it's a personal vendetta thing I have going on. I don't want him to be stupid. So I, I try to trying to make apologies to him by having this elaborate plot, but it might just be that the writing was just bad. Yeah. So that, that's also possible. I think that he... Because I kind of wondered, like, it's, it's an interesting thing you brought up. Like, is Quark smart or capable? He, he seems to be, right? Because Odo has yeah. not been able to put him away over the course of the entire series yet. Like, and he he's... seems to know how to play Odo, too. Like, yes. he seems to know how to manipulate Odo. Yes, they have a good, uh, they have a good antagonistic relationship where Quark knows how to, Quark knows how to upset Odo more than anybody yeah. else, I think, in the show. Um and he uses that to his advantage. He always gets kind of caught, but not really. So, I mean, it's, it, it's a, they do it, obviously, to keep the gimmick of the show going in the relationship because we right. can't have Quark in prison for the rest of the series or anything like that. But it's... Um, I'd still watch. Right. It's, it would have a lot of, uh, we'd have a lot more Odo and Quark scenes going on, I think. I thought that the... I, I think it's fine. It, it, really, the big question out of that scene was just, like, how do you throw Odo as a glass? Like, why does he weigh less when you pick him up? Especially because <laughs> there's a scene later where the guy says, you're heavier than you look, when he drags Odo out of the, uh, yeah, the cave. That's so weird. How does he affect his mass like that? He should be, like, a like a 180-pound glass of just an empty glass. Right, exactly. He can be small, but he just weighs a lot or something like that because he's yeah. very dense. Um after that, I think that it's, uh, you know, the guest stars are whatever. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't too thrilled by the acting on the, the, the main guy's part. No, he, he felt a little, and we'll get into more of it with the next episode, I think. But the, the guest acting here is not particularly great, and it doesn't do a lot to service the episode. Um, the, the con man character is kind of, you know, he he's like the affable con man type guy. So he's not he's not totally unlikable or anything like that. So you get on board with no. all of that. Um this is the first time that changeling has been used, uh, which yeah. will be what not they, a, they call them. Thrilled with that term. You don't like I like that. shapeshifter as a better term, yeah, but changeling is fine, I guess. Changeling sounds like a species. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you could identify yeah. it and uh, they do get they are called changelings going forward. Um yeah, so th- this guy sort of lies about, you know, or he, he he plays on the myth of his people about the changelings, and he brings up the fact that the changelings used to live... Let me know if any of this is wrong. Uh, changelings used to live on the planet that he lived on. They eventually sort of got uh, exiled by people, or the people sort of got scared of them and made them leave and everything like that, and so the changelings now live on sort of a uh, mysterious area where this guy stumbled into an asteroid field or something and he found some changelings and they gave him the necklace and everything like that and he has a lot of um he tells Odo a lot of time that he's being arrogant and sort of paranoid and he says that those are traits of changelings um 
What did you think about that? Is that is that him playing Odo or is yeah, that something? Yeah, I, I took that as him playing Odo. I thought I took that as a um. I thought of it like a like a cult leader kind of thing. Like a cult leader will tell you that you're alone in the universe and that I'm the only person with the answers that can save you. And it seemed like early in the episode when he's sitting in the cell being like, oh, I I can't just tell you. I have to take you there. I'm the only person that can help you because I'm the only person that really understands you here. And that's how I thought he's working his game on him. Um, so the whole thing's about, oh, you that's it's, it's like reading your horoscope. It's like because the cover you are is how you're supposed to be kind of thing. So he just kind of plays into it. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're all you are like that. Gotcha. You must you yeah. must really not fit in here. And I, I understand you better than everyone else does. So he, um, he's and just that's pointing out in. He's pointing out Odo's character traits to make Odo sort of believe that he's part of something bigger. Than, yes. Than that. Yeah. He believes he believes that this guy knows what he's talking about by buying in. And somehow right. for some reason, Odo falls for it. Yeah. 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 I think that's. um. That's interesting, and I, I think that the I liked it better when Oda was was completely distrustful, but's going along with it anyways because he wants to see how it plays out. I kind of liked the, that angle of it that it took when it first got on the ship. I think sure when he decided to just take the guy to the asteroid and to see what happens. Um, that part I kind of I liked that angle for him, but when, then it's it, I don't know. It seemed like he was buying into it. When do you, when point. do you think it flipped? Was that I don't know. Okay, because to, it's, to it's me tough. the the week the. The key weakness part of this, um, it's not really the key weakness, but like the part that I sort of sat up and said, like, what? Like, what's going on is when they get to the asteroid and or whatever it is, they get to the cave where the uh, guy's mm-hmm. daughter is and he runs off and Odo chases after him. And Odo says, just kind of out of the blue, he's like, you're lying to me and now we're leaving. Like, they're, they're, he, th- there's no evidence to explain why Odo has suddenly n- stopped believing this guy, but he, yeah. he all of a sudden just stops believing him, and the guy at that point has to tell him why he's really there. And right, he's, he pushed, he finally, he finally caught on to the ruse kind of thing. But for no reason. And for some I, reason. I, I, I yeah, don't for no reason, why. though. Yeah, and then, so they do that, and then it reveals, that, like, the, my daughter's here, you gotta help me, and Odo helps them and everything like that, and they, they resolve it from there. But I, I thought it was just a, it was a really lazy writing beat right there. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't ring very true. And then after that, the um, the daughter stuff. What'd you think of the daughter? Like, I thought she's fine. Yeah, she thought she was I, fine. I I liked her, I liked her better than the dad. So oh, um, <laughs> she her, her acting didn't really stand out to me as bad. His acting stood out to me as bad, but hers did not. So I was expecting much worse than what I got. I was I was expecting like when the the child actor kind of appears and it's like oh it's like a father daughter relationship and her acting sort of like betrays the whole thing and makes it super cheesy. That doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have much of a you almost didn't even really need to wake her up out of stasis in a lot of ways. You could have just had her in the thing and just have to carry her around. But um yeah, it didn't it didn't ruin anything for me. It didn't really heighten it or anything. Um the, the dad, I just remember the dad tried to get Odo to raise his daughter at one point. Yes. He <laughs> He's did. like, you're alone. You need someone in your life. Raise my daughter for me. Yeah, he, he, he said While it, I go off to die. He said it in a very uh, prostitution-y kind of language. He's like, hey, Yeah, it was really weird. It, it was it was kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah, we're all lonely. Maybe my daughter can keep you're you company. You're lonely. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different Gamma Quadrant, I guess. We got a Yeah, right. Gamma Quadrant, different rules, right. So... After that, uh, Odo lets the guy go. What, why do you think Odo let the guy go? I think I said what I thought a little bit earlier, but did you have any sort of insight into it? Or do, do you think that that resolution makes sense? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to figure out why he would, besides he just, again, he just follows his own moral compass of what 
he doesn't he doesn't believe in what they're doing as far as justice and so he doesn't see it as justice he thinks that you know it's it was wrong to, to punish the child for the or punish the family for the sins of someone especially when he doesn't actually he doesn't really know what this guy did besides what he confessed to as far as killing the two uh bounty hunters whatever officials or police or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. they were coming after him yeah but they don't know what he did originally if anything so he might actually buy into that at some point maybe there's the, the there's the the nugget of truth in the con man's game kind of thing um i just don't know why he finally decided to do it besides just odo's got a good heart i guess is yeah. the moral of the story i i think so i think that he i think that odo considers like, I don't know if the father-daughter relationship would be enough to sway Odo. I think it's really just the fact that Odo considers that this guy has shown him personally enough about it, and he doesn't seem to be dangerous at this point. Like, I I think that's kind of important. It's 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 good for Odo that he believes the guy's story about why he yeah. is under arrest and everything like that. And I, I, I guess we're led to believe that the character is being on the straight and narrow with him at that point, but... I, I do feel it's just a Odo feels that the debt has been paid to him and he mm-hmm. doesn't have anything left to go on with that. And he's he sort of taught him a little bit about himself, although not really, because we still, you know, it ends with the total DS9 Star Trek kind of cliffhanger of like, maybe someday I'll find my people out there. Um, it's such a weird thing where he's he t- tells the computer to wait for him while he says the line. It's right. A weird delivery at the other two. And he he's calls like, the hold. Calls the necklace cousin someday, too, which is yes, nice. cousin, yes, cousin someday. Okay, engage. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you need to do that? You could say that to the the medallion after you're flying. You know, <laughs> don't have to wait. Right. Make the computer wait on your your little line there. Yeah. If we're waiting on like a cross country flight, I'm not going to finish my eulogy or whatever before I start. Just say you can take off now. Like you you can take off and <laughs> yeah, I'll start exactly. talking. Okay. I'm done. This. I'm done with my piece. Yeah, I think that um. I think that we've had a pretty good discussion about this one. Vortex is, you know, it, it's, a, it's a character episode, and we're going to take an audio break. I'm going to play a clip, and then me and Modi are going to come back, and we're going to finish up our discussion with what we thought about this episode, read a couple of patron thoughts, and then that'll be it. Computer, set a course for the wormhole. Course laid in. Ready engines. Home. Where is it? Someday we'll know, cousin. Engage. All right, Modi. So let's get to the patron thoughts. If uh, you guys aren't familiar, if you support the show on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you support for any amount of money a month, you can leave comments about the upcoming episodes. We'll read them live on the podcast. So from Magpie's Nest Productions, I get just wanted to know if you guys agree with Odo's decision at the end of the episode. I assume he's talking about what we talked about in this right like that he lets the the dad and the daughter go yes and says they're dead so they they don't get hunted anymore basically i i can't think of a like just to expand on i think i i mean i personally agree with his decision if that's what the question is i like i agree that odo made the right Right. call i would have had a harder odo would have been lowered in my esteem if he had taken the guy back and thrown him in jail again at the very yeah that that would be an odd look at odo for sure that doesn't play that doesn't play to his his style and strengths of no. uh, being his own his being his the, his own gauge of justice kind of thing that he does. 
Um, it's just too cruel. Past episodes. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, yeah. He's, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, and he's not gonna. He's not gonna kill uh, a daughter, basically. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm glad he made the decision he makes. The question, I guess, is if he, if it's true to the character, and I, I guess it is. I mean, he's 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 the. Uh, He's the he's the curmudgeonly uh, sheriff of of yeah, of, uh, right. of Deadwood here. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's that's, that's, and that's that is uh, the Wild West thing is very much apparent in this uh, in this episode, especially especially with the with the with the scenes with Quark and and Cisco being the the mayor and the and the the bartender and and it really rings like a Deadwood episode almost to me. Yeah, we need of, Odo uh, Odo out there deputizing people, just slapping yeah, a, exactly. uh, slapping a badge on stuff. So yeah, I mean, I I agree with the Odo decision. I'm kind of in your camp. I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it makes a hundred percent sense for the character, but I I it makes more sense than if they didn't do it that way to me. So yeah, it, it's I don't kind think it could have ended any other way. Yeah, I, I mean the you know the way around it is just really like if the crime that the guy is wanted for is not any kind of murder at all you know if it's some innocuous thing that in the federation wouldn't be considered a crime would be the way around it um it is weird that they had the con man commit a actual crime like he yeah. he, he killed police officers or whatever why did he kill the police officers it was it was like self defense or something. I don't know exactly. He yeah. he came home to his his found. I guess he found that his family was murdered. His 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 two wives were murdered. Is what yes. he said. Yes, yes. Both his wives were murdered, and uh, uh, he he. I don't know if it was it was anger or if it was self defense that he killed the the guys. It sounds like it sounds like in the culture though, it doesn't seem like they kill you. They just kill your family. Oh, um, that's what he says. That's right. Yeah, when they when you yeah. do something, they kill your family as punishment. So he he killed the yeah. guys who killed his family, which is that's yeah. fine. That's 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 it's, I, it's, I support it's his the actions. it's the way they, it's the way they wrote it to be justifiable, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle Barrett writes as a character study for Odo. I feel the episode is quite successful, earning the smile he makes at the end and showing the softer side of the gelatinous hard guy. The scenes in the <laughs> nebula look great, and the mirror door are a cool one episode bad guy. I'm not sure how I feel about Quark, though, because he's never reprimanded for anything with the series returning to the status quo at its end. There should have been boundaries to his conniving, and being kind of partly responsible for a murder is a little too far. Um, what do you think about that? Do you have any... Um, yeah, he basically set that guy up and got the other guy killed. That's um, true, yeah. So... Yeah, it it doesn't he doesn't really get into any trouble though. <laughs> Good point. That the owner just kind of moves on with other things. He gets distracted with his con man. It doesn't forget that he forgets to punch Quark. Yeah, I I always remember this episode. It's just kind of a weird one off thing. I always rem- I know that there's a the necklace is in this. The shape shifting necklace is in it. Mm-hmm. I always think that when I'm starting to watch it, the uh, the little thing that Quark wants at the start is going to be that item. And it's not. It's 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 totally pointless mm. that I bring that up. But that's always something that I notice when I watch the show. I I agree too. I, I mean, the quirk thing went a little too far. It, it all feels like the problems with this episode are that it's it's it needs these plot events to happen to move the story forward, and it doesn't totally feel organic um, or yeah. plausible. Um, I think that's it. You guys can vote for what you thought on our one to five scale about this episode. If you're on YouTube, click in the upper right hand corner. There's a little gray circle. Click that circle and a little poll will come up. You can vote on our one to five scale about what you thought. Now me and Modi are going to give our thoughts for what we thought about this episode, which is called Vortex. Modi, you can go first. I am going to give this one a two and a half because 
I like I like the good the good Quark and Odo stuff. Uh, Odo is is a great character. Um, there's some questions about what rings true to him, but overall, I think we get some interesting development with him. The the guest acting is not particularly good, but it's an interesting episode, I guess. So two and a half. Two and a half. I yeah, I think that it's like a. It's like a week three for me. So like, yeah. It's more interesting in the context of, in the series, I would neither say that this is a good episode. Like in the uh, the first season, I would say that this is neither a good nor bad episode. It's kind of like squarely mm-hmm. in the middle. When I make the inevitable yeah. top five and bottom five, like it's not going to be on either one of those lists. Um, I think it could be, like I agree with your 2.5 kind of thing too. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a two as my official rating, although I'd say it would be like a high two um, and just say that the story is fine. It just isn't really very exciting. Um, I also kind of dozed off while I was watching this in bed <laughs> the other day. So it's not like, um, you know, it, it's just an episode that doesn't really grab you. I think it's much more important for later on down the line with what we learn about Odo and the changelings, um, because I think it does a good job unintentionally it does a good job of setting that up because I don't believe that they knew what they were going to do at this point, but they kind of tie it in nice, uh, nicely. So I think that that's appropriate. Um, so that's it. I think we'll, you'll give it a 2.5. I'll give it a two. We'll call it a day there with a vortex. So guys, you can vote on the YouTube video. If you're there, you can, uh, go to all the social media that's in the video description below. You can go to the podcast blurb. Check out all that stuff. You got Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Everyone knows how to do it on podcasts at this point. The only thing I'd recommend is going to <laughs> patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you want to go there and support the show, it's very, very much appreciated. You get extra content, too. This month we're doing Halloween-themed things because it's October. We've got the Halloween, 1978 Halloween movie. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about It Follows. So you get extra podcasts if you go there. And supporting the show is much appreciated. And... Everyone over there at the highest tier, I get to shout them out here at the end of the episode. Thank you guys for your support. It's Tariq Latif, Joint Mango, Ben Douglas, Kyle Barrett, Vincent Adultman, Stephen Cobb, Tex Albert, Matthew Ross, and Mike Burnett. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Modi, thanks for coming on. Anytime. You'll be back with the next episode, which is Battle Lines, which is uh, the old battle axe of Battle Lines. But I think that'll be an interesting discussion as well, so I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Um... Anything you want to plug? You can check out your YouTube channel. Anything else? Uh, yeah, go, going watch on? A, go watch a video. Go watch Treat a yourself. video. Yeah, <laughs> click a thumbs up. <laughs> Head on over to Modi. Click a thumbs up and it'll all be good. Guys, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time.